Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! from the Oscar. <laughs> Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph. We are living in a post-Parasite winning world uh, and also a world in which the our Bachelor crew is now in Peru. Yes. Peru. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay. So um, <laughs> anyway, we're down to six gals. I know. Uh, this, they feel like they've sped this one up. I'm curious if it's because everyone hates these people (laughs) i don't know that's a really good theory it is kind of like i wonder when they casted this if they were like oh man you guys (laughs) guys we (laughs) nailed it or if they're like shit i don't know they were all available (laughs) i don't know i've heard a few people like amongst groups of uh folks that i run with be like I feel the producers way more this season. Yeah, that's what I said last week. And that's what you said last week. (laughs) That might have been you that said that. (laughs) Um, It's okay. Multiple people can say it, but they probably got it from me. (laughs) Yeah. So we're just done with the negativity. So we're we're going through. This is what I like to call a filler episode. I feel like there was a lot of math that was being done. It was just like, wait. So if so-and-so gets eliminated on this date, that means there's three roses I left. I know. There's <laughs> a lot of exposition. Why are we doing fourth grade math? I uh, that might actually be third grade. I don't <laughs> Try kindergarten. It was just a lot of counting. <laughs> it was so weird. I, yeah, this was definitely a filler episode. Next week genuinely looks fabulous. I'm ready for it to explode. <laughs> Um, in a way that I'm like ready for it, not in a way that makes me sad because of like Adderall and birth control. No, I'm ready for like I'm ready for our fence jump. Like I'm ready <laughs> Adderall and birth control. The two things that Kelsey takes. Oh, <laughs> I was like, do those things are they known to make you sad? Uh, sometimes it depends <laughs> on how it depends. operates in your system. Depends. Um. Well, you know, Peter's had enough. <laughs> He's ready to get engaged. Ugh. And he's making these women cry for it. No fun. Nick no Vial made a joke. He was like, Peter said he wouldn't come on my podcast, but then I cried and he said he would. It's a pretty good joke. I mean, it's the only he thing he loves when they cry. It's your love currency with him. Every man I've ever dated hates when I cry and not in a, <laughs> oh, you're crying. I hate that. In like a, why the F are you crying right now? Stop. Like, that's why. Uh, well, that's that way. Def- <laughs> that's tough. Uh, I'm just like, I just like don't know men that love women in tears. I don't know how much of this is a character trait of Peter's versus just a general paranoia that 
I think he went into the season just so scared that what was going to happen with Hannah was going to happen to him. And he's leading with his paranoia rather than like enjoying himself. As he says later, um, he gets mad or triggered by the word fun, which yes. we'll, we will get to because um, yes. I want to talk in depth about that. But um, he's not. I don't think he's really operating from a place of abundance here, if I'm being totes honest. Mm. And I think it's just breeding his paranoia. So it's like when he's having feelings like, well, are you here for me or are you here for flat tummy tea ads on your social media accounts? One way that women can prove their authenticity is if they cry in front of him. Mm. (sighs) Should we talk about his date with Madison? Yeah, I liked her outfit. She's a very, very beautiful girl. Yeah, I really enjoy looking at her on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Not in a creepy way. Um, His bandages are off and his head looks worse. (laughs) It is really disgusting. It's really bad. I mean, it's really, really, really bad. The skin is like falling off. That's probably because it wasn't stitched up properly. I'm really worried. It looks horrible. The reason that none of the girls notice this is because the skin just looks like a bandage because it's like weirdly like shriveled on Clumped. his head <laughs> oh, oh, oh. i have since seen him like sometimes i'll catch lauren zima's post uh yeah Rose it looks like he's better now it does look better but it looks like the makeup is a little extra thick on that spot oh so gross anyway so we're getting the <laughs> beginnings i they teased a little bit that um madison is saving herself for marriage. Yeah. And so we get the beginnings of their chat about her um, basically wanting a spiritual leader as a I partner. really respected Madison, I-, I think, for the whole way she played this. I think she got to know Peter. And then, you know, they had their one-on-one. She gets to see if this is, like, something she could be into. You know, she got to obviously see his family and see that they came from faith as well. And then she... You know, then in her final intimate moment before a potential like meeting each other's family, she does share this, which is really important that she shared because I think back to like Ben Higgins and Lauren Bushnell, who didn't seem to be very honest about where both like where each of them were out at with their faiths. Like I think Lauren kind of like heightened where she was in her faith a little bit and Ben kind of like lessened it a little and they like just tried to meet each other in the middle. Like, oh yeah, like whatever. I'm like a faithful person. Yeah, totally cool, cool, cool. But she was like, this is what I want. So if you're not ready to provide that, then can't go any further. Right. And he seemed to be pretty clear back. Yeah. I I mean, I think he was honest in terms of not necessarily being at the level that she wants or is requiring um, of a partner. Um, I did have like a wonder. I did wonder and I've heard criticism about her not bringing it up sooner. I do think that is a lot to put on a person on the first date. (laughs) Right. I I actually, yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, while she could not guarantee that she was going to get that second one of one on one, I totally agree with you. I don't think that you need to be on the first date being like, it's like this. It's like if you go on a first date and it's like, so do you want kids? Right. Like you don't ask that on the first date. No. And it was like also the first first date. It was also like Peter first date (laughs) on the show. So it would have come off a little strong. Yeah. I was actually Oprah has Oprah super soul Sunday had a, uh, a podcast episode where they, she interviewed the guy who wrote 
who famously wrote, he's just not that into you. And uh, he like pulled guys on the number one mistake that women make on first dates. And it was giving too much of yourself away too soon. Not sex stuff. I mean, that was another Right, thing, but emotionally. But, or like letting them know too much about you and what you want at first. Like at first it should just be like, oh, do we have anything in common or do we have any chemistry? Right, because here's the thing. Um, non-negotiables or, um, what's the other thing that I'm thinking of? Not like a red flag, but you're, I guess it just all falls under non-negotiables. Things that you can't have, things that you need to have. Yeah. All of that always goes out the window once you are in love with somebody. <laughs> the, I agree. For the most part. And so it's like, if you can... Like maybe on fundamentals, like I definitely don't want to be a father. I definitely do want to be a father, you know, whatever. Like maybe not that, but things of like my faith is really important to me or like or like whatever. Like I really I don't know. Like I think that people could be chased away by something like, oh, she's like really, really into religion. That's like scary. But once he like is in love with her, it's like, oh, this is like something that shapes her. Like, that's how I think you can view it. Uh, yes. I, for the most part, I generally agree with non-negotiables don't matter when it's the right person. But faith seems to be such a part of Madison. And it seems to be like a, a way of life for her. Yeah. Like to me, if you are like super religious, that can sometimes... And you like want to fold your partner into the community as it seems like I think Hannah Ann said she wanted somebody like her dad, a.k.a. a spiritual leader to lead the household. That to me is like almost as serious as like somebody wanting kids and the other person not wanting kids. Yeah, I agree. But I've also seen couples who have like someone has someone that has got like, let's talk about the no kids thing. Someone that's like, no, I don't want to have kids. Then once they meet the person, they're like, oh, I want to have kids with that person. Or, you know, like I've seen that stuff happen. And I think that like okay. religion too, it can also be. I guess I was talking more about from Peter's perspective. Like, I think that if she threw that on him the very first day that he met her, he'd be like, this is so much pressure. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. But now that he like knows her heart, he realizes that this is something that shaped her. He can be open to it. And I don't know, like... I think if it, yes, it, yes, it's such a part of her life, but I also do think that if it's, I don't want to say the one, I don't like that, but like, <laughs> I don't believe in that, <laughs> but I think if it's like a, a person that you are choosing to be with, as long as there's mutual respect for that piece of the, of your life and like you, like Peter would make the effort to go to community events or like she would let him have a week off if he didn't want to go to Bible study that week or something. I do think that you can find the medium when you are, when you're choosing a partner. Sure. But what about the crucial other piece? <laughs> oh, that she's a virgin. Which is that <laughs> she's not going to have sex with yeah, him. Until. Yeah. And we know <laughs> that Peter is no stranger to the act. That's going to be hard for him, I imagine. I just spent my entire weekend reading Open Book by Jessica Simpson. Everybody check it out if you have Was it. Was she a virgin she, until she got married? Fame? Are you kidding me, Sarah? <laughs> like, the most famous virgin other than Mary. Other than Mary. Like, she... So, like, but I read all about it. They ended up getting married, like, super young because they wanted to bang. And Oh, my um, God. That's, like... 
yeah, that's like everyone. Right. But that's it got, like why Catholic families are like so young and a lot of kids. But the problem was Nick was seven years older than her and in a different place in her mm. his life. And her she was this young ingenue and her career took off. And it, ultimately, they weren't in the same position to grow together. It's truly devastating. There are two people that fell in love that probably were like meant to be married for the period of time that they were, but not meant to be together forever. I am sort of worried about this literally same the same thing. exact dynamic <laughs> between uh, Peter and Madison. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Because they would want to get married fast so they could get this done. Yeah, I, that's super, super fair. I I do I, I do worry about the age difference between the final four. You should. Between I guess Kelsey's the closest in age, but we've got two 23-year-olds and a 28-year-old. I... I know it's like, it's not going to be that big of a deal when they're in their 40s, right? Mm-hmm. But right, your 20s, two girls that just graduated college. I, I feel like I'm like a different, I'm an entirely different person than I was at 23. Oh, I, yes. I don't want to even think about myself. <laughs> it's like, it's hard. It's hard to look back on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anything else interesting to take from the state other than they're like, Peter's like accidentally good at fishing. <laughs> No, I, I I worry about the same thing you're talking about. And I worry about the age difference for all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's going to be really hard in general for a really sexual person to yeah. uh, give that up. But to what you were saying before, maybe that's not a non-negotiable. And this is also not on the table for discussion this week, even though I went on depth about it. <laughs> because <laughs> it's next week's, our next week's problem. Um, <laughs> next week's problem. Hey. Next week's problem. <laughs> this is our this next week, week Peter. Us, you get to have sex <laughs> in your mind with Madison. So I feel kind of bad for Natasha. Speaking of people, he's never gonna have sex with. <laughs> um, poor girl. First of she, all, she's she's up there with the normal girls that deserve praise as much as Kelly. One hundred percent. Yeah, Natasha. She's funny. Kelly and she's Kelsey. Cute. Yeah. Well, Kelsey is polarizing, but those are the yeah, three I girls. Yeah, I wouldn't lump Kelsey in with. But Natasha. those are the three girls I'd want to hang out with. The girl never stood a chance. He was not into her. I wonder why he went through he made her go through the process of asking her all these questions and getting her to open up just like just to leave her like he knew no matter what nothing she was going to say was going to change his mind so like why go through I don't even care so much that they went to dinner it's that when they were at dinner is he was like open up to me open up to me and then he was like okay I don't like it make me really vulnerable make yourself really vulnerable so I can cut you off when Mm. you're (laughs) you know who did that that's honest Rachel Lindsay Oh yeah, I don't. I, Dean. It's hard to talk about. I don't want to go there. I, like it literally <laughs> actually does make me sad. I know. <laughs> um, but Natasha, I think what he wanted from Natasha was, I think he wanted her. I think he was looking for her to say something that he didn't agree with, or like he was just like, well, I don't really see myself in. I think he was trying to get her to break up with him. That's what it felt like. But she was just saying all the right things. I know. She was just like such a team player. She's like, actually, I kind of want to know how you feel about this. I know. I feel like he was just trying to get her to dump him. Yeah. But she's like, obviously, he's just like a cool, fun hang. But again, he can't really handle fun hangs. Is Peter fun? Yeah. I think you so. You think so. When have you seen him be fun outside of the windmill? On his Instagram stories. <laughs> Okay, but to be fair, 
He's Pro- doing pre-bachelor, pre-being a bachelor. And how are you viewing his Instagram stories pre-bachelor? Him being the bachelor. Like oh, post, okay, okay. like Hannah. Because I was going to say right now he's doing press. He's going to be extra on on all of his social media. But OK, so you're saying post Hannah Brown pre bachelor mm-hmm. examples, please. He did like a little like funny song and dance to Old Town Road. Oh, cute. Yeah, I thought that was kind of <laughs> I mean, it's like fun adjacent. I think I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to get too premature. Um, but uh, I just don't. He was. It, it was like a lamb for slaughter. Like it was just. It was unfair. It was like they had to fill a quota of him going on a one-on-one with a date that uh, with a woman who well, was never going to. Well, he pick. couldn't reasonably send her home without giving her a one-on-one. Why? Did Tanner ever get a one-on-one on on Caitlin Bristow's? He was like, no, he was in the final six. He didn't get one. Hmm. I guess they've done this. They do it every season. It feels so mean to me. Unless like. Oh, yeah. Remember Matt from uh, Rachel Lindsay's who was like the sleeper amazing guy. Do you remember this? He was amazing. We didn't hear him talk all season. And then the day she sent him home, we were like, wait, he's a total stud and a sweetheart and a good person. Yeah, but that wasn't even a one-on-one date. That was a three-on-one Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I guess they do it. You're right. I don't know. It just felt a little mean to me. And especially for somebody. It felt mean. I feel like Peter was actually mean this whole episode. Natasha, who is like, like, been the voice of reason who's given him so many chances he's like asserted how she feels like it was just a bummer to watch it happen to a good person <laughs> yeah I do it does also bum me out when you see I think she was being a little naive I it really is hard to watch girls that are like nowhere even near in their relationship with the bachelor like then the other girls be like yeah I feel really really good we had a good five second conversation (laughs) i think natasha is way too smart to know that she like i think she's like way too self-aware to know that she like wasn't a front runner and that's why i think she was kind of in that dinner conversation trying to let him take the lead Mm. you know she was like yeah yeah she she probably realized she was like i'm not leaving you're gonna make you're gonna have to let me go if you want me to go (laughs) yeah this is up to you bud peru was on my bucket list (laughs) I'm going to milk this for as long as I can <laughs> yeah. because I'm not an idiot. <laughs> yeah. What's her job? Do you know? I don't re- I don't recall. Uh, I don't remember. I remember her like having one. <laughs> a lot of them don't. Natasha, write us. With your- <laughs> Just kidding. That's not your responsibility. No, you don't have to do that. And it's fine. And even if you don't have a job, it's fine. It doesn't make you any less smart. Yeah, I think she does have a job, though. <laughs> um. All right. Well... Bye. We'll miss you. Madison's still there. Um, Before, though, we talk about Kelsey, we want to talk to you guys all about Noemi. Uh, Sure. Talking about Noemi sounds fun, but wouldn't it be even more fun to sing about Noemi? Hit it. You know I need a V-Day gift this year. You know I love fine jewelry on my ears. They got the kind of bling the ladies want. Noemi's got the styles for ya. Noemi is a fine jewelry company that believes luxury doesn't need to be overpriced. 
They design and manufacture everything in-house to sell directly to consumers. Shipping is always free, and if you're unhappy with any of your jewelry, <coughs> you'll receive a full refund, even on jewelry that's been customized or engraved. Because, oh yeah, they do that too. If you're looking for quality, fine jewelry made to last a lifetime from a luxury brand you ha- that you can trust, it's Noemi. They have thousands of five-star reviews online, and we suggest you read some of them to see why people are raving about this company. To check them out, go to hellonoemi.com slash trust to see their collections and get $50 off your first purchase with the promo code trust. That's hellonoemi.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-O-E-M-I-E.com slash trust. Yes, and do not forget to use our promo code trust for $50 off your first purchase. No M-E, ooh, 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 ooh. Luxury jewelry, entirely risk-free. E e e. Ooh 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 ooh. Use our promo code Trust. Fifty dollars off your first purchase, and, and we, we promise, promise that you'll absolutely love your no me. Oh my gosh! Thanks, guys, for letting us do that. We <laughs> love this brand so much. Truly, I wear my ring every single day. It's so sparkly. It's so pretty. It goes with everything. So we just wanted it to. Uh, when when your feelings are just so high, it's about like a something. musical. It's like a musical. You can't talking about it. Isn't it doesn't, doesn't do, do it justice? justice. Yeah. yeah, I feel the same way. I always get compliments on it. I love it. It like it feels so fancy, and then but I also can like wear it with jeans. I feel like it elevates whatever I'm wearing at the time. Well, and you got yours in rose gold, which goes with your wedding band. It literally matches my wedding, like my like engagement ring and my wedding band perfectly. I like wear it with them. It couldn't have been any perfect. I know. I love it. So yeah, check them out. HelloNoemi.com slash trust. Uh, Cool. Let's talk about Kelsey. Okay. Uh, They did some ATV driving, which I fast forwarded through because how often can you hear people go, woo? <laughs> she also, or I'm sorry, he makes her hike a mountain in jeans. And then he's like, I could do this every day. And he's so out of breath. And she's just like, yeah, that was fun. And he's like, this is what I want out of life. <laughs> he also, literally can't talk. What was that weird position that they were lying in? He was laying down and she had her head on his stomach, correct? But it was kind of. It was of, like a T. It's like, you know, when your head is kind of falling off the side of the bed. Mm. Like that is what it looked like. <laughs> it looked like her head wasn't fully supported. Maybe by her stomach. like core was really doing work and she thought it might be on camera. So she would just like let it do its thing. I don't know. Maybe it was a very bar- bizarre position <laughs> to watch people lying there in. Um, luckily she just like basically agreed with everything, uh, he said. So I guess she passed the test. She literally was just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know if she said that. Like, I, like, I think it was just, mm. <laughs> You know what's really fascinating about Kelsey? Her, her process for doing her hair. Mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. So she ha- she curls her hair. Obviously, she does those long, loose curls that all the ladies like to do. Yeah. And um, but she brushes through them. I think that it like. Yeah, I've seen this a lot. It, what is it? So, OK, 
Here, so you curl your hair, but you need to leave the ends straight. That's very, Obviously. very important. But it's Obviously. a piece that people miss and they don't get it. They're okay. like, why do I look like, like yeah. curly Sue? You need to leave the ends straight. Then if you don't want it super tight curls, you just want a beach wave look. You brush through it. You can kind of tease it up. Oh. But that's what you do. That's what Joelle Fletcher does. Oh, well, it looks really gorgeous on her. That, yeah. And that's how you do it. You brush through. So it's just like a wave. It's just a beach wave. It's not curled. I feel like if I did that, though, I would ruin my curls. Well, maybe your hair doesn't hold as well. I think that's it. I think that's it. I think it's a me problem. It could be. It could be. Um. Okay. But what did you think about their dinner conversation when she uh, told him what the dynamics of the house would be? Uh, should he? T- uh, should she bring him home? Should he choose her? I'd be. I'd be a little nervous walking in. I because here's what. To me, I think is going to happen is she's going to use that time not just to introduce her mother to Peter, but to tell her mom that she has a relationship with her father for the first time. You think it's going to happen? I mean, it has to happen. It had to have happened before this airs. Right. Because her mom doesn't know that she started talking to her dad again. I bet you (laughs) she tells her during hometown. Yeah, she was like, I was going to tell her before I left, but the timing didn't work she, out. She's going to be like, her mom's going to be like, so how do you know it's Peter? And she's going to be like, well, mom, I have a relationship with dad. And like, that's how it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Sad. I feel I feel for her being the only one of her sisters that wants to talk to him. I, I imagine it's not easy, like having like being so angry with somebody. But then, yeah, also just wanting to talk to your dad yeah and that's like such a personal decision that like you uh, that doesn't have to involve anybody else like if you decide for your own healing that kicking up a relationship or starting a relationship with your dad is the best way for you to move forward that is on you and you shouldn't have to explain your I don't know I I feel like I've been so lucky and privileged that I haven't had this problem but um it just feels like such a personal journey um you know what could happen she could tell her mom and her mom could be like I totally understand but it's gonna be super emotional everyone's gonna cry obviously Peter loves that and he's gonna fall so hard for Kelsey in that moment oh right yeah that's how I envision this going down they are his aphrodisiac. Ew. What a weirdo. <laughs> um, well, obviously she got the rose because she knows how to play it and because she also obviously likes him so much. It's not. Yeah. Any, he doesn't have to worry with Kelsey. Like her sincerity. Shines oh, I through. bet he felt a lot of relief when she was like, I want to keep working. Oh, was like, oh, yeah. God. Only a couple days a week, but uh, not <laughs> well, to God. Say. Only I want to work. Well, no, all moms <laughs> do whatever works for you. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. It didn't come off like you I were mean, judging. The, <laughs> the clothing air business is a full time gig. <laughs> oh, man. OK. Well, then he goes on a three on one. Okay, so as we know, because we've been tracking the math all week. Oh, yes. Uh, since Natasha doesn't have a rose, there are two roses up for grabs, but there happen to be three women, Victoria F., Hannah Ann, and Kelly, my queen and my love of my life for the rest of my life. Um, so um, Kelly is like over it at this point, yeah. and I am living for yeah, it. Yeah, she's done. She's like, 
I, I feel like she was horizontal this whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I'm just going to lay down, <laughs> which I liked. I, I thought in that moment when I saw her lay down, I was like, wow, I bet if that was me and like, I'm so exhausted from all of this. And then he pulls some other girl first and like it is comfortable to just like rest my eyes. I feel like I would have like, you know, in those moments, you're just so exhausted. You're like, I just have to close my eyes. Like, I feel like that's what would happen. And he'd come back and I'd be asleep. <laughs> I mean, Kelly does and says what the rest of us can't, you know, like she is the voice of the audience, including when she wants to take her naps. Uh, and now I want to talk about the fun stuff, which is what I've been like putting off all episode, our episode, not this past episode. But Kelly said probably the most beautifully poignant thing. And Peter got so fucking pissed. Yeah. She said, I just want to show you that things don't have to be hard all the time. It doesn't have to be constantly jumping over hurdles together. You we can have fun. And this, this is what the dynamic can be. And he took that as like a personal affront to him. Yeah. Do we think Peter's taking this? too seriously i think he is i think it's a little bit of like i'm not having fun so nobody else can (gasps) oh my (laughs) god you're so right he's not having any fun but i also just think it's like he is taking it way too seriously and but by you can take your relationship seriously and still have a fun dynamic um, in a relationship. And by the way, that is what is going to build a long-term partnership. Yeah. Little like FYI, Peter, if you're not having fun and you can't find something to laugh about, even if it's small and stupid every day, it's not lasting. Like that is like living with somebody is hard. <laughs> like, creating a life with somebody is like hard. Like you have to like make all these choices and sacrifices. Like, like you're both doing it. So it's like, if you guys can't have fun together, then you're not going to be happy. No. And like, I'm sorry, those Victoria F fights are going to get real old, real fucking fast. I don't care how hot she is. Oh my God. I love what we have. What do they have? All they do is yell at each other. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I have been in the dating, you know, like I've done my fair share of dating. And like when I look around to the couples that I like really love and admire, I sort of like ask what was different about these Mm. people that they sort of fell into it and they knew that it was right. And they were like, there wasn't any drama. Like, yeah, we just settled into it. It was easy. And if it's like if the dynamic is easy, that's not a red flag. That's a like go towards like how it should be. I know. Yes, I do get like get being afraid of that a little bit because it's literally it's like, oh, are they not into me because they're talking to me all the time? No, it's a graduation from being in your young 20s when you think that you need like the drama and the passion to carry Yes, you think that it needs to be this like crazy, passionate, you scream, I scream, we make out. That's we all it. scream for ice cream. <laughs> we all scream for ice cream. But what it is, it's just like a genuine friendship that, but like with a person that you want to have sex with. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's just it. That's, a, that's that. And it's the difference between dating when you're dating and finding the person that you want to be your life partner. And based on how seriously you are telling us all the time that you're taking it, I I think you need to reframe what's important here. Do you think overall the bachelorettes have more fun during their seasons than the bachelors? I think so. I think so too. I think that bachelorettes use it as a time to let 
loose. Like, I'm going to get drunk and make out with a bunch of dudes. Yes, yes. And and I, the guys, I think they're all worried about something different, but they just seem like they're like balls of stress that like are about to explode. And the bachelorettes are just like, let's go dance on that table. I also just like, and I'm I, not to sound too gendered. I just think that women are a little bit better at managing and holding other people's emotions than men are. Mm, yeah, right. It's yes, that's fair. I mean, it, it, because we're trained a, from a young age. It's a right. societal problem. It, like, right, right. It's it's rare that a like, yes, that I think a bachelor on this show is going to be like ready to like, like handle all of those emotions. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, I also just like really cannot listen to Victoria F talk anymore. Her fake insecurity um, act. Uh, well, I don't really know, Peter. Um, I mean, <laughs> you're like in a mood every time I see you. Like, um, yeah, but I mean, if like that's what you want to talk about, then like fine. <laughs> I'm going to get up now because this moment is just like c- too crazy. What? is it it's a fake insecurity act no, that gets her to that peter like she's fucking hot she's hot and she's good at manipulating in him into uh needing to prove his love for her by like if she's acting insecure then he has to overcompensate it's just like it's all it's a power suck it, do you I'm think so he, i can't that he likes her she says his name a lot <laughs> i feel like people like that you know, when you're like in net, I don't, I don't mean this to be a sexual thing. Like, <laughs> I think you're overthinking it. I think it is only a sexual thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, she always like ends every sentence with Peter. And I like, you know, you like go to like networking stuff. They're always like, okay, when you meet someone, say their name three times in that conversation. And like, that helps you remember it. And then it's always like the people that say your name, you remember them. And you're like, oh my God, they care so much. They're saying my name. I just don't know that she has that many, sorry, words in her vernacular. <laughs> she does not end the sentence. So she just says his name. Oh, this reminds me. Um, thank you to a listener who sent me um, some photos. I'm going to post them on my Instagram story. Of uh, there are there are images of Victoria F and her face in T-shirts that say "White Lives Matter." Okay, there yeah. you go. So it's it's there. So um, no excuse. Sorry, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, Victoria, F, by saying you were too dumb to realize what was going. She's on. not dumb. She's obviously a brilliant genius. Uh, in ways that have benefited her greatly up until this point. And I just, I can't watch her manipulate him anymore. Yeah, it's really, really rough. It looks like there's going to be some sort of confrontation next week. I know. I hope he doesn't show up to meet her family. That would be awesome. So funny. I can't wait. And then Hannah Ann wrote him a list of things that she loves about him, which, again, good move, Hannah Why are we liking Hannah Ann so much these? I don't know, but I've done a full 180. I guess she's like my favorite now. I'm like kind of obsessed with her at this point. Um, Alex, I sent you a tweet last night. The tweet is by, oh, it's opening. It's Brett S. Oh, Vergara. Vergara. Yes. At Brett S. Vergara. Still coping with the fact that Hannah Ann isn't as problematic as I thought she would be. (laughs) Please respect my privacy at this time as I process. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly watching her and Kelsey is like so cute. Kelsey's like, hope, hope I get the date over you. And Hannah's like, LOL, I know, same. Ha ha ha. Well, Kelly was like, oh, I hope you guys get hit by a bus today. 
I know. <laughs> she literally said that. She's like, I'm not excited. I think it'd be great if you guys got like hit by a bus. <laughs> but anyway, why don't we just go? <laughs> Kelly's the best. She IDGAF. Like she does not give a shit. <sighs> um, I loved it. So anyway, Kelly got the boot because she didn't do enough to um, prove her worthiness. Uh, and I think that Kelly deserves better. I think she's better than this show. <laughs> I think yeah, she's, she's better, better than person. the show. She'll get scooped up. She's gonna. Ha- she's probably going to be engaged by the time women tall come around. Yeah, she like, also just doesn't fucking need it. Like, she doesn't need it at all. Like, she's, no, she doesn't need it, but I think she wants it. So it's like, okay, if you want it, then, like, she's going to get it. She can get a boyfriend in, like, five seconds. She's yeah. awesome. Um... First time my heart has ever been warmed by the relationship between the girls is when Peter went back with Hannah Ann to the hotel. What was that weird champagne popping? They don't like Kelly. They didn't like Kelly. That that was it. They wanted it to be Hannah Ann because they're all 23 and it's just more fun to hang out with your friends that are 23 when you're 23. I mean, at this point, they're not hanging out. They're all separate for the rest of the show for the with the exception of the rose ceremony. It was like the moment. It was like Crystal season when they popped champagne because that crazy girl left. I guess. But that girl actually was crazy. You know what's something I was thinking about, though? What? Hannahan and Peter got like basically a private one on one in their car ride back. Oh, I wonder. Right. What like they got to drive back together. Mm, I wonder what they tell And like about. walk in together and take the elevator together. It was just a bizarre. And this is also why it's not like what you just described when Crystal season. Peter walked in with her and the five of them popped yeah. champagne together. Yeah, you're right. It was kind of weird. The it five was, of them all had a group. <laughs> Ew, it was. I mean, if this is your thing, cool. But it was very sift- sister wives-y to me. It was, I guess, a little bit. <laughs> Oh, I don't crazy. know why I thought it was kind of cute. <laughs> oh, my God. Now I feel weird. <laughs> I feel so twisted. I don't know. Mm. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm here from the journey. This was like fully a boring episode, but I am really looking forward to next week. Um, I'm super looking forward to next week. Here's um, I already know a question I'm going to post on Instagram this week, guys. It's open ended. So I really want you to think about it. So if you're <laughs> listening now, please think about it. I am asking everybody who they want to see as the next Bachelorette. And that can be anyone from this season. It could be from past seasons. It can be anyone. It could be your friend, whatever. <laughs> I'm really, really curious who people want because right now I cannot think of a single person. I can't I, think of a single person I want as my bachelor. never happens. It's usually I usually have like 10 girls that I can't women. choose from. And then every season with The Bachelor, I'm just like, bring back Nick Bio. <laughs> That's all I want. <laughs> More Nick. I I I don't know. I feel like it potentially could be somebody from Paradise who things didn't work out, but Tia. Oh no, she's got a boyfriend. Tia's Tia's got a boyfriend. Not anymore. They broke up. Yep. Wow. Could be Tia. Oh my God, Kendall and Joe broke up. Could be Kendall. Could be. Oh, I forgot to tell people this. I saw Kendall. I mean, excuse me, Joe IRL. That's crazy. In Larchmont Village in Los Angeles. Um, tall. He's tall. And he looked, guys, he looked bummed. Aww. I know. It's because he knows Kendall's going to be the bachelorette. I think he also saw me go, <gasps> and then was like, put his head in his hat. So I wouldn't like ask him for a picture. <laughs> I could understand why at this juncture, he wouldn't want to engage in casual yeah, conversation. Yeah, and I 
almost it was it was exactly how it happened with Vanessa. We were passing each other in a crosswalk and we were going in opposite directions. And I came very close to turning around. But I did remember that him and Kendall had just broken up. And I thought, why don't I respect his, you know, mm. he's probably going through a hard time. Yeah, I think you read the crosswalk well. Thank you. Um, all right. That's all I got on my end. Um, I'm just living for next week. Yeah, let me shuffle through. <laughs> All good, all good. Here. All good, all good. The pages are turning. Um, I scream, you scream. We all scream for ice cream. <laughs> um, guys, thank you so much. Can't wait for hometown. Woohoo. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for tuning in. And everyone, go get a Naomi ring. Noemi ring. I'm sorry. I'm drunk. <laughs> Noemi. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time. Then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe, believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.